The Rams are getting healthier, and one guy may be most important of them all. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. You can follow me on Twitter under that handle, at Travis Rogers. I would also suggest that you click that subscribe button in your podcast feed so you get your Rams content every single day. And while you're at that, why don't you subscribe to our Locked on Rams YouTube page as well. That's a great way to take in the pod also. Okay, not only am I your host of the Locked on Rams pod, but I also host the Rams pre-half and post-game show. I've been doing that on their flagship station, ESPN 710, since the Rams came back to Los Angeles way back in 2016. This is our seventh year together, so I very much encourage you to listen to that show. We start two hours before uh, each and every game, and then, of course, immediately following the game, Kirk Morrison and myself will also have you covered for all of your post-game reactions. Uh, here's what's coming up on today's pod. I want to talk about some trade possibilities. We are five days away as we record this from the trade deadline. The Rams have always been pretty active at the deadline. Uh, some potential opportunities for them, both coming and going. We'll get into that in just a little bit. There is good news on the offensive line. And well, I don't know if it's good or bad news, bad news for the person involved, but uh, maybe some good news that the Rams might have some other options as well. We'll talk a little offensive line in just a bit. That's coming up in just a second, but let's talk about who I believe might be the most important person returning to this team uh, that's injury related, right? Um, What have the Rams been struggling with this year um, in, in particular? Offensive line obviously has been a big part, but That's just a matter of guys being banged up and you need to get some things going and they need to block and they need to do all the things to allow the rest of the pieces going. But assuming that Brian Allen's return at least begins this to to quiet this down, that Lark Jackson at left tackle begins to have these things to quiet down a little bit. What have they really struggled with? Getting the ball to anybody not named Cooper Cup. Okay, I want to read you some numbers here because I think that the return of Van Jefferson, who's going to make his season debut on Sunday against the 49ers, is incredibly important to what they might be able to do. And and let me make a a distinction right here. Jefferson's return, I think, will be more immediately felt post-49er game. The 49ers are just a terrible matchup for the Rams. We'll do our uh, Locked on 49ers crossover tomorrow with uh, Peacock and Croc, so that's coming up tomorrow. Um, But once you get past that, once you get into the remainders, keep in mind, we're done with the Niners after Sunday and hopefully don't have to see them again, or if you do, it's in the playoffs, and uh, that's obviously an entirely different can of worms. But they have really struggled to get the ball to other people, right? Cooper Cup is having a Cooper Cup season. Look at the drop-off in these numbers right now. Cooper Cup is having a Cooper Cup season. 56 catches, 607 yards, and four touchdowns. Through six games, that's awfully, awfully good. That is Cooper Cup-esque, right? 56, 607, and four. Great. Now you fall off a cliff. 
Now you go your second most productive wide receiver on the season. And if I would have told you this before they played a game, you said, nope, this, that, that's not true. That can't possibly be true. Their second most productive wide receiver this season is Ben Skoranek, who's got 23 catches, 221 yards, and zero catches. You go from over 600 to just over 200 from one to two. You go from four touchdowns to zero from one to two. And then, of course, you have Allen Robinson in third. Allen Robinson has 17 catches through six games, right? I don't need to do the math for you, right? That's less than three a game. This is a guy that was supposed to be an incredibly dynamic player in your offense, and he's getting the ball less than three times a game. They've only gone, those 17 catches have only gone for 170 yards. 10 yards a catch as a wide receiver? Really? As a guy that we thought was going to get down the field, as a guy we thought would be a, a, a big playmaker, really? Two touchdowns, I guess, is sort of okay. Not really. You'd like to have him do catch more than one every three games along the way. <coughs> Excuse me. Cooper Cup is catching you know, about three quarters of a touchdown every game. He's getting one every three games. It's been a disaster there. And then Brandon Powell at nine. For nine catches, 70 yards, no touchdowns. And then we won't even bother to talk about Tutu Outwell because he's his time as a Ram feels um, extremely, extremely uh, short. And I don't know how much longer it's going to be because they just simply don't use him. Uh, it feels like that one's going to go by the board. Van Jefferson coming back gives you somebody that has rapport with Matthew Stafford, is somebody that is familiar with the offense, is somebody that Sean McVay trusts and just brings an entirely new element to this offense. This is what Sean McVay had to say about it. It's just the overall productivity. Obviously, he brings the big play element, but I think Van's a complete receiver. I think he showed that with the way he was progressing really throughout last year, but then especially when we were in uh, or where he was at in relation to just his performance in training camp. Camp is camp, but it's still playing football. So to be able to get him back, guy with a lot of confidence, a lot of ownership of our offense, important point right there. The ability to play in a bunch of different spots, important point right there. I think he's a compliment to some of the guys that we already have in the mix. Um, yes, all of those things. Number one, somebody that's got a lot of experience in the offense. In other words, he's going to be where he needs to be. That all of the that Sean McVay's offense is extremely complex, and he knows it which means Matthew Stafford can trust that he's going to be at the right place at the right time. This is why Cooper Cup gets the ball so often. This is why Tyler Higby has gotten the ball as often as he has, because they are in the right spots. I know that they're going to be there. I don't have to. I'm, I'm going to look because you're supposed to be there. Also, you can line him up in a million. You can put him on the X, the Y, you can put him in the slot. You can do a million different things with him, which is incredibly important as opposed to just having Cooper Cup, who can kind of slide all over the place. Allen Robinson, they really haven't used – uh, too much in that regard he should bring an incredibly exciting element to this team if he's healthy if he's as explosive as I think Rams fans are hoping that he will be as Sean McVay is hoping he could be he could bring a real element to this now what the Niners do to the Rams might not make any difference at all but beyond that when you get into Tampa when you get into Green Bay to Kansas City to all the Raiders the, the Saints all the teams that you're gonna play the Seahawks a couple of times Arizona again could make a big difference I think that this week is, you know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst um, kind of situation. But his return should make a big difference on how that Rams offense functions, assuming, of course, you can get some protection up front, which brings us to the next topic. The offensive line actually is going to be a little bit better this week. 
I'll tell you why next on Locked on Rams. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free, right? If you, you, I mean, listen, if you're interested in this, you've hired people before, you know how challenging it can be. You know how challenging it can be just to find the right candidates, never mind make that right hire. This is why LinkedIn Jobs can help you, how easy it is. What you do is you create a job post for free and then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. We're getting close to the end of the year. Finish strong. Find that right him or her. Get them in that spot and get your business cranked up. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So I can't even tell you how happy I am to, to talk about bird dogs again. Um, I wear them to work. I wear them sitting around the house. I've worn them to dinner. I have worn them um, to just sit on the couch and do nothing. (laughs) I mean, what's the last pair of shorts or joggers that you could have that were able to do all of those things? I come through the door. I say to my wife, dude, where, where, where are the, where are the sweatpants? And if it's a little bit warm out, I mean, I live in LA, where are the shorts? I cannot tell you how much you're going to love these because they stretch. They're incredibly comfortable and they're snug, not too snug. You know what I mean, right? You don't want to be too snug in certain spots, but you also want to be, you know, in place, how that sort of goes. This is what bird dogs does. They are so comfortable. I promise that you are going to love them. Look, look, look at me. Comfort, pretty important part of my deal, right? And you can play golf with them. Like I said, I wore them out to dinner and they look nice and they're super comfortable there's nothing else that you could really talk about right they are cheaper than your lululemons they are 20 dollars less and they're higher quality what more could you ask for here's what you do i promise you're gonna like these this is not even one of those eh, this is gonna be one of those dude i need to order more of these things here's how you do it go to birddogs.com enter the promo code locked on and they will throw in a free bird dogs rope hat which means you can have bird dogs up top and bird dogs on the bottom. That's birddogs.com, promo code locked on, and boom, free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built in liners. You will not take these things off. I promise you. Again, one more time, order them now. You will love them. I promise. Birddogs.com, promo code locked on. Thanks for making Locked On Rams your first listen today. And for your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today pod from the games that matter to the most biggest, best stories of the day. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, the O-line has been a nightmare scenario for the Rams so far this season. Nothing has gone right for them up front, L- literally nothing. That There has not been one bright spot on this offensive line, perhaps until right now. Here's what, I mean, I've gone over it so many times, but I'm going to do it one more time. Your offensive line was supposed to be from left to right, Joe Noteboom, David Edwards, Brian Allen, um, Coleman Shelton, maybe, or Logan Bruss, and then Rob Havenstein at right tackle. Here is who is left of that group. Rob Havenstein. That's it. Okay. Everybody else has gone down, and some of those backups to the backups have gone down as well. Now, there is help on the horizon. Brian Allen, your starting center, is going to play for the first time since he uh, started in the opener against Buffalo. So that should improve some communication. That should improve um, some some line calls in the moment. That is good news. Um, Up until this week, you've had some guys playing out of position. Um, Alaric Jackson, A.J. Jackson, uh, got thrust into action as your third-string right guard because Coleman Shelton moved to center and then got hurt, because Logan Bruss never got on the field because he got hurt before the season started, and because Tremaine Ancrum broke his leg on the second play that he played in game number two. So he had to go play right tackle, a position that he has not played. The good news is he's moving over to left tackle, which is where he belongs right? This is the position that he played in college. This is why he was brought in to be left tackle, to be depth at a position that Joe Nopum was going to take over for Andrew Whitworth, that he was going to all become the number one backup. And this is what Sean McVay had to say about Alark Jackson. I thought he did a really nice job. I think if you said natural position fit, I think that's probably his most natural position is at tackle. What I do think he's benefited from playing at guard where things happen quicker, got to be able to get your second step in the ground. I think that helped him for some of the things that will occur outside where things seem to be sped up a little bit more with a lot of the things that you're seeing based on the landscape of the league, particularly for those inside players. So I think his length, I thought his comfort in the pass sets, his understanding of where he fits within the framework of some of the stuff in the run game, I was really pleased with him. Okay, this is good news. Sean McVay does not throw around compliments for no reason. He just doesn't say things to say things. If he thinks that he's doing a good job at that spot, I think it means that he's doing a good job at that spot. That's what he's too big to be a guard, right? That's not what he does. He likes to have a little bit more space. Now the techniques and the tactics that he brought from guard to left tackle, like Sean McVay was saying, that's something that can help him there. But now you're starting to get some guys back at the positions where they belong. You will now have your right tackle who has been there all season long. You'll have your center, who is your starting center, back for just the second game of the season. You have a left tackle who's a backup, but at least he's a left tackle. At least he's playing in the correct position at this time. Now, Bobby Evans at left guard. If whoever we're going to play at right guard, maybe maybe it's Obushi again. We'll see what it is. Maybe Scorer gets a chance to go in there. But you're starting to see a little bit of a semblance of an offensive line that functions. That is good news. The bad news is that Jeremiah Colone, who's been your center for the last couple of weeks, the Rams uh, released him. He is no longer a part of what they're doing. Remember, they pulled him off of the uh, police academy line. He was a football player that decided to go become a police officer. And they said, nah, why don't you give it one more shot? He came back. Next thing you know, he turns around. He's starting in the NFL. Probably not the best guy for the option, but the only option, the only guy that you have to be able to put in there. Now you're starting to get some of these guys back. He did the best job he could. This is not to throw any shade at him at all. He was put in a situation that was virtually unwinnable, and he survived. 
right? And I guess that's a, a pretty good compliment. But I also think it tells you what you need to know that the second they could make a move, they did. That this was not something that, hey, you know, he's coming along. He says, hey, we need somebody. Okay, somebody's back. Okay, you go. That tells you something too. No disrespect to Colony or anybody else, but uh, that tells you a lot about what they thought they were getting out of that position. Get Shelton back before too long. David Edwards clears concussion protocol after a few more weeks, and hopefully the Rams' offensive line can get into mid-November, late November, have the entire month of December, early part of January to kind of come together. They can keep their heads above water for a period of time. It might be good enough for them to make another run. A lot of things have to happen. A lot of things have to happen, including maybe adding a piece or two. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Who should the Rams be targeting at that trade deadline? Are you playing Daily Fantasy yet? Are you doing it with prize picks? Because if you aren't, I would suggest that you do it because prize picks is just so much fun. It's a great way to do daily fantasy. And some of the things that I love about it, the thing that I think I like the most about it is I don't have to beat a bunch of other people. I just have to do better than the predictions, uh, the projections, I should say, that prize picks is putting up there. For instance, if I said to you, Patrick Mahomes this week, you think he's going to throw more or less than 320 yards? Derrick Henry, is he going to run for more or less than 85 yards? You just make your calls on these things, and if you get it right, you win. That's it. You pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not competing against a bunch of other people. Like I said, it's just you versus the projections available. And maybe you're a football guy. Maybe you are an NBA guy. Maybe you like golf. Maybe you like college sports. It doesn't matter. They got you covered on everything. You name it. It's at Price Picks. Entries can be made in about 60 seconds or less. It's super easy. It's safe and it's fast to withdraw your money, and you can get it done in over 30 states and in Canada. Here's how you do it download the Price Picks app, go to prizepicks.com, and sign up for daily fantasy sports. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. All right, so let's talk about some of the trade possibilities. Trade deadline coming up here in just a handful of days. As I've mentioned several times, the Rams have always been very active at that trade deadline. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled the trigger on something either coming or going. Let me give you one of each. Um, the most obvious one going out uh, is obviously Cam Akers, uh, who does not want to be here anymore. The Rams seem more than comfortable with him uh, going somewhere else along the line. Uh, it does not feel like he and Sean McVay are on the same page at all. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm highly skeptical about the idea that if they can't move him, they will find a way uh, to bring him back in and continue to use him. I just don't think that's a possibility. And the team that you keep getting uh, the most feedback from is Carolina. Carolina obviously needs a running back. They're in the middle of a rebuild. They uh, It wouldn't cost them a lot to get it done. So that seems like a, a, a certainly a possibility for Cam Akers to kind of go try to rejuvenate his career. He's, he's not without ability. He was an important part of what the Rams did a couple of seasons ago. Um but I'm hearing things like he just thought he was a little bit more important than he actually would be, that he was acting like Aaron Donald when he played like Cam Akers, which seems to be a problem. Um, but even if you could get sixth round pick, seventh round pick, whatever it might be, it's 
better than nothing, right? It's better. I mean, an extra six round pick might turn into uh, another Ben Skoranek, which is not, you know, the second coming of Cooper Cup, but it's better than nothing. It's somebody that plays on your squad and somebody that can add a, a little bit to what it is that you're doing. Um, the other one, perhaps the more interesting one, perhaps the more impactful one is certainly in the short term is Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. Stop me if you've heard this before. A former first-round pick who is on a team that is going nowhere, that's looking for a fresh start somewhere else, perhaps on a team that has grand aspirations for a playoff run and beyond. Um, and the Rams give up a little something to bring that person in. He lights a little fire. He gives them a little spark. He becomes an integral part of what they do. And that player just comes from the Broncos. I mean, why not run it back? It, depending on the cost, of course, you need to figure out what it is you'd be willing to give up. And if it's multiple draft picks, I think maybe you think about it twice, depending on where they are. But if you're giving up more second and third and fourth round draft picks, the Rams don't have a ton of these. They're going to have to start picking players at one point or another. If you can find a deal that works for you, if you can find a deal that brings in a quality player that may get you a little bit better in the short term, but doesn't cost you a lot as you get further into the draft year after year after year, and you've got you know three picks where everybody else has seven or all of your picks are coming beyond the fourth or fifth round, they're going to have to start restocking their cupboard at some point. And that time to start thinking about it, maybe now. Now, Chubb, different sort of player, really good player, has been incredibly impactful when he's in the right situation. This is a guy that was a first-round draft pick not that long ago. Broncos are going nowhere fast. Stop me if you've heard this before. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. For your next listen, let me remind you again to check out the Locked on Sports Today pod, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's also available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.